the pilfering. One woman had twenty-five pounds in her purse, yet she stole a brooch worth less than a pound. Mitigating circumstances, of course. That's what they always come up with. Poor thing. Perhaps the brooch was a sparkly one, Margaret said dreamily. Perhaps it was just the thing to make an old blue dress look really lovely. Bill opened his mouth to explain that sympathy in such cases was entirely misplaced, and then closed it again, as he remembered the words read aloud by the clerk of the court. It had been pointed out that the woman had brought up three sons, two of whom had recently married and gone to live abroad, while the third had gone to university, and feeling unwanted, she'd stolen the brooch because she had claimed that was the only way she could make her husband take notice of her, even though she was deeply ashamed and regretted the whole episode. He had studied her downcast eyes and trembling lips, while the phrase, of a certain age, had washed over him, leaving him totally unmoved. "'Heard from either of the children today?' he surprised himself by asking, and Margaret's blue eyes widened with astonishment. "'We had Jane's weekly letter yesterday,' she reminded him, "'and Tim only writes when he wants anything. Remember how he was when he was a little boy?' He had to be forcibly held down before we could get him to write his thank-you letters. A leopard never changes its spots. Bill had finished his sherry, but he still sat there, feeling a strange and inexplicable unwillingness to go upstairs and leave his wife alone. And that was ridiculous, because wasn't she alone every day in the big house? And most weekends, too, he reminded himself uncomfortably, while he played his usual golf and drank with his friends in the clubhouse. "'What have you done today, dear?' he asked. "'Been to one of your meetings?' Again, the start of surprise, and that irritated. Damn it, she asked him how his day had gone every time he came in. "'Thursdays are my meeting days,' she told him in her gentle voice. Then she took his sherry glass from him and went through into the kitchen, leaving him there, his big hands clasped between his knees, issues too ephemeral for him, clouding his mind. He was too busy, far too busy to be bothered with problems he couldn't begin to understand. Women's problems at that. But that glimpse of his wife had shown him a woman he didn't suspect existed, and Margaret was, well, she was of a certain age, wasn't she? Could it be that Like the women in court that day, she was lonely. Lonely and feeling unwanted. He reached for his pipe, placed where she always left it at the ready on the small table by his chair. He never smoked until after dinner, had made it one of his rules. But he felt in need of some kind of comfort. And that in itself was ridiculous, because he wasn't to blame for her extraordinary behaviour, was he? Pressing down the tobacco with more force than was necessary, he struck the first match, then puffed away until a miniature bonfire glowed in the bowl of his beloved pipe. He'd been quite within his rights to put a damper on Margaret's vague ideas of finding a job. How would it have looked, a man in his position, with a wife who went out to work? His whole being, his very ancestry, had rebelled at the idea. There was plenty for her to do around the house and the garden. Besides, he pointed out quite rightly, she wasn't trained for anything, 
School, the women's land army during the war, then marriage to him the minute it ended. As the tobacco smoke rose above his head and hovered there like ectoplasm, he relaxed, sliding down in his chair so that his stomach protruded and his double chin settled pouch-like over his white collar. Oh, no. His wife had nothing in common with the pathetic trio in court that afternoon. Menopausal imaginings were far beyond his wife's intelligence. The last of the afternoon sun streamed through the window, making him feel pleasantly drowsy, and he tapped his pipe out in the ashtray, folded his hands over his stomach, and closed his eyes. Margaret had liked to dance when he first met her. Light as a feather in his arms, on the rare occasion she could persuade him onto a dance floor. He recalled how she used to tease him, saying that dancing with him was like taking a walk backwards. Not 